Hi there. Welcome to Tech Talk Weekly. I'm Bob from Creation Station. This is our weekly tech show where we talk about three or four interesting topics in the news, give you a fun library fact, and send you on your way in about 20 minutes. Going to try and keep it to 20 minutes today. There's so many cool, interesting news, news things. We got two talkers in the group here. I know. <laughs> and uh, it's creationstation at broward.org. Send any story to me that you'd like to that see featured. And that voice is a really fun person, Kimberly White, who's in charge of all things youth services in Broward County Libraries. How are you doing, Kimberly? Then you may know us from our Facebook Live videos. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Kimberly and I uh, have a lot of fun doing a bunch of uh, Facebook stuff out there for other things. And now we get to try and talk tech. And then just like next week, there's going to be two or three times her and I are going to talk children's. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, let me get into these stories and I'm going to let Kimberly like just take over at the end of the show and tell us all the stuff that's going on. Um, are you into space? Am I into space? I mean, I would like to go to space, but I don't have a lot of... Well, there you go. That would be very <laughs> fun. Um, one of the things uh, in our show last week, our, our wonderful guest hosts, um, they did a couple of stories about space, and this one happened just after they filmed, so they couldn't include it. This 30th um, is going to be the... Um, on this Monday, Memorial Day, you are going to get um, an amazing meteor show, probably. Yeah, it said like yeah. maybe. It has the potential yeah. to be amazing. <laughs> so it's, we get these normal meteor showers and you go out there and you see a meteor shower and what that means is a regular meteor every once in a while, you have those every night. Meteor showers, you can get maybe a couple hundred over the course of a few hours. And like the Perseids and some of the other ones that people know about that happen on a regular basis. This might become a meteor storm, which uh. is a really interesting thing because, and I'll show you, uh, here's the video of it. There's a comet that's been coming through our solar system on a fairly regular basis and it missed one year. And then they found out why it's because it split up and it shattered into over a dozen pieces. And so those pieces all broke apart and are now coming back towards earth. And so they're going to streak through our atmosphere and if it gets close enough, if some of these have gone out of the exact orbit enough, we're going to get a handful or we could get a thousand of them, which is oh just going to be, yeah, it's just going to be an amazing thing where you when can are we sit gonna know? There, you'll know that night. Oh, okay. We'll know that night. <laughs> no problem. We don't know until Monday, the 30th for how that's going to happen and how many we're going to see. That's the really cool part about this is that we just don't know. One of the oh, other, amazing. but I feel like yeah. I have to go to like Big Cypress or something to see it. To see, it. yes, you're going to have to go out to somewhere where it's dark. You want to get away from the light pollution. But the good news is, and you can see here on the chart how high up in the sky they're going to be. So here in South Florida, it's going to be up 60 degrees. Oh, so okay. it's going to be way up in the sky Pretty instead of way too. low yeah. on the horizon. It's going to be way up in the sky. 
And you're right. It's going to be visible because it's going to be happening at 5 UT, universal time. Do you know when 5 UT is in South Florida? I, no, 1 o'clock. That's my guess. 1 o'clock in the morning. Ah! <laughs> 1 a.m. in the morning is when this is going to be happening. Okay. On the 30th, which, remember, that's 1 o'clock in the morning on the 30th, so pay attention starting Saturday night. Because Saturday and Sunday and Monday is when this is going to be happening. You're not going to see anything on Saturday because you need telescopes. Well, you need all the other stuff. 30th into the 31st. It's the 29th into the 30th. Right. It's okay. a, right. 29th, 30th. You may get some stuff on the 31st still in the early morning of the 31st. Yeah. You're going to see. This is, right. the, okay. this is the confusion. And this is why this made a lot of news in space circles because nobody can predict exactly what's going to happen. Mm. So. Pay attention yeah, I remember once a long time ago, like 20 years ago, I worked at the Grand Canyon and there was one meteor shower that was spectacular and it was so dark and it was just a show for like hours. <laughs> you just sit there and just watch him go by yeah, and all different like colors and all this how much it was. Yeah. yeah, it was spectacular. So I have high this hopes. Be, have this hopes. might be one of these. Yep. It'll be really <laughs> cool. And speaking of high hopes. Very nice segue for us there. There's a couple of new devices out that are going to maybe help save humankind coming here forward with climate change. Um, obviously, we have, we have a huge issue with that, and we're all going to need something to drink. Some places are going to have too much water, and some places are not going to have enough. And the places with too much salt water and not drinking Exactly. Water, right? They're going to have too much salt water, and you can't drink salt water. Except they've got two new devices that might save you from this. And these are both real things that are out there working in the world, and they just are in the middle of scaling them up so that anybody in the world can just use them. One is this suitcase size. So this is the size of a carry-on luggage that you carry around with you, and it takes a little bit of power, and you can just put, water, put salt water in one end, and it uses just that little bit of power to convert it to fresh water, which is an I amazing guess the thing. difference between something like this and something that you already have when you're like camping or something is just, it's going to be able to do a lot larger quantity, I guess. Exactly. Right. It can process through. And that's a, one of the reasons why they want us um, figure out how to do this at scale, because at this low scale at low power, Anyone can do it. It takes up less than your phone charger to make this happen. Unlike the big desalination plants in California and Israel and other places that suck down a whole nuclear power plant's worth of energy to convert to fresh water, they figured out a way with these special gel packs and special uh, filter membranes to do it with a lot less power. Yeah, and it doesn't need a filter, and it can also remove bacteria. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's it insane. Would be like oh, yeah, it's yeah, it's gonna it's gonna change the world for everybody. And right now, they could already build them at four to six thousand dollars. So you can get much better than that really fast. Now, if that's not good enough for you, mm -hmm. another <laughs> by the University of Texas. I haven't really wrapped my brain around this. 
So I, I this one yeah. is, yeah, this is, this is a little bit more complicated and also easier. All they did was they figured out a way of the precise measurements to create a gel just like those, you know, dinosaurs that you throw into the water and they swell up, you know, kind of like sponges. They're oh, just a yeah, specialized yeah. type of sponge. This does that with air. Uh, so you can see down here in the lower left where it has swollen up with the water it has sucked out of the air and it makes the gel swell up. And now you just wring that gel out and now you have water. All okay, you, and it's cool. you take this, you take these couple of things, mix them together in a precise way, which they're trying to figure out how to make this something everybody, any person can just take these chemicals off the shelf and make their own gel. The trick is they found out it freeze drying. So that's the thing you need to, you can't just like take this gel and just drop it in your refrigerator. You actually have to do a special freeze dry process on it. Mm -hmm. And then you've got this gel that you just put in a bucket and put it outside and it just sucks up the water molecules that are floating around in the air all over the place, sucks them into the gel. A little yeah. astronauty for me. It seems a little yeah, bit like freeze dried uh, <laughs> ice cream. Yep, 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 yep. But listen, I mean, yeah, it is fascinating because, you know, even just like, I wonder, even just like ultra, ultra runners and all the, you know, like any way that you could get like a little bit huh? of, um, you know, I don't know. I wonder if it would end yeah. up being like popular with people that are trying to always have like lightweight things they're carrying if they're exactly. And it's some you're you're right on target with that because this would be a, it's a super lightweight gel that you're going to be carrying, and it's going to swell and get water out of the air. And as it's getting thicker and heavier, you're drinking that water and reducing it back down. Mm -hmm. Fascinating. There's, there's some really fun, cool things with this one that these two ideas, and of course, we're going to put these in the show notes for you so you can go follow these articles and see where, how far along they are before they get into your hands. But as always, I try to find stories where things, these are real world things, not theoretical, maybe we'll do this. This is something that's happening and working out there in the real world right now. Hmm. That, something that was, that was interesting. Yeah. Something that I want in the real world. It's a pizza making robot. Do you remember the Jetsons? It reminds me this picture yes. reminds me of Rosie. <laughs> exactly. Um, and so the reason I picked the story is yeah, it's fun and it's a cool idea to think about what you would do with a robot and how you would make your robots do things and using artificial intelligence to do that. And here's just all this complicated AI stuff and all these other things. But here you go. I'll show you just this little bit of a video here. Robots are really good at hard objects, meaning blocks and moving them around and doing stuff. Right. Pizza dough is not like that. Yeah. yeah. Pizza dough is not a block. Pizza dough mushes and you want it to deform and go in all sorts of different directions. So using AI and robotics to teach how do you do this? How do you take this object that's supposed to be squishy and moving around and make that happen? And you can see all these various steps that they've had to learn and grow and do things and teach it. 
And they figure it out or they're about to they figure it out. They, they No, they figured it out. Yeah. So they, they've got a computational thing now where they can take, here's the human doing it. Here is the robot doing it. And they've figured out how to teach using AI to teach the robot to roll out pizza dough. Obviously, wow, pizza have is a lot not, of questions. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pizza dough is not maybe the most important thing in the world to most people. I personally think, you know, making a better pizza dough is a pretty high up on my list of culinary ideas. I live in New Haven, Connecticut, and so I'm pretty, pretty, uh, <laughs> pretty <laughs> big at my, my pizza. <laughs> but think about all the other things that are squishy and movable that you want your robot to be able to take care of and be able to handle without breaking. Mm. Like your skin. Yes. Like being able to move any kind of thing around like that. And now they've figured out a way to teach robots how to, because it's, you, you can't teach it. Okay. This is what a ball of dough does automatically because every ball of dough is going to do a little bit different. It's going to move in a different way. It's going to ooze in a different direction. And the robot's got to learn how to adjust to that on the fly as it's doing that. Right. And just, just like, like if you pick up something. What someone, happens if something, ha I don't know. I don't understand. If like, it gets sticky what happens and does, if yeah. gets clogged up in there? Like, uh -huh, are you going to have right. different adapters for? Yeah, that's, it's got to learn and do all those things. Yeah. We actually talked about that on our robotics uh, episode of Creation Station Monthly uh, a couple of months ago about how all those different robotic arms are available now. And you can actually teach your robot to take to change out its own arms when it knows that it needs a different arm to do a different task. I just came up with a genius idea for parents. They, the robots could soon take over the slime making for parents, so parents wouldn't have to, you know, <laughs> make that, the slime. We're gonna, robot we're gonna we combine. We're gonna combine the low the gel, the gel for yes. harvesting water, and we're gonna make yes. it. You're gonna do that whole thing in slime, and then yes. you can make freeze dry it. That's amazing. Yes. The yes. kids will love doing yes. the slime things, and then they can gather parents up water. Love afterwards. that it's less messy. You know, there Great. we go, Miss Kimberly. <laughs> That is, that is a great way of putting this all together. Wow. That I like that. I wow. like that idea. I wonder, I wonder how long this took and how many um, different, you know. Both versions. a long time and a short time. Because yeah, I mean, it, the, it uh, let me see if it's in here I or I have you, to read it on one of the follow-up articles. You know, it took them over for 14 all the months. Textures and, you know. And that's what they use the artificial intelligence for. It took them over 14 months to design the physical things. And then the AI was able to run through all of the various manipulations in a handful of days. I see. Wow. It's, it is how you have to work with all of these things all at once. You can't just AI, artificial intelligence is not the magic thing that solves everything. Robots are not the magic thing that saves everything. Humans are going to need help. We got to combine all three, and then we get a good pizza out of it. <laughs> yes. That's That'd all I great. need, a good pizza, and I'll be That's fine. That's right. I think I know what I'm going to order for dinner tonight. <laughs> got one other story that was 
so interesting for me for two reasons. One, because uh, last week I was not here because I was up in New York at a graduation. Um, my niece graduated college as with her doctorate uh, oh. there, and yeah, she's yeah she, she's really really smart, way smarter than me. Wow. Um, you already this... a doctor. Yeah, she oh she's she's already <laughs> passed her boards before she graduated. That's how oh. she's insane. Um, amazingly good stuff though. So here is a story about how doctors are going to be getting superpowers using augmented reality. So if you've mm -hmm. been with us before and you've seen HoloLens or the Magic Leap headsets, you know what it can be like to use those and see what's going on. So this article here has a handful of real-world examples, such as being able to take that MRI. You took somebody, you scanned them with an MRI. You can make sure that you have an exact notion of where each of those tumors is in their body. Now you can put on those glasses, get a full overlay on top of the real patient with their real MRI on top of them and know precisely where to cut. And again, using robotic surgery, combining all the best of every, everything, you can do minimally, minimally invasive surgery now. And the doctor can see from the outside before he cuts exactly what the direction of that cut needs to be and where and how it's going to go right through the body, get the tumor and take it out. No guessing. No, well, I'm going to move in this area and stuff like that. So, and this is happening? Right? Happening right now. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. And of course, again, this is one of those things where you talk about it and you're like, yeah, and this is really fun and cool. And this is only happening at, you know, high-end university hospital laboratories, but it's happening and people are able to start doing these things and make it work. Uh, the Air Force has got a thing going on, has had one going on. They, we did a story a couple of weeks ago about holograms up in space, doctors using the AR headsets to work with the space station and staying down here in Houston and being able to do all the stuff back and forth. Mm -hmm. So they just keep improving the technology. Yeah. So the idea is that it will become more readily available. Yep. Fascinating. Yep. And also in one of the things is for physical therapy, using VR and AR headsets now, where you can do remote physical therapy. Mm. It's a slightly controversial thing right now still, but where yeah. you can be seeing exactly how the patient is working and manipulating their fingers or arms or whatever they're trying to do for therapy. You can watch them and see exactly, and you can overlay on them exactly where they're supposed to be moving to. No touch physical therapy. There are some really interesting things happening. Yeah, it's fascinating. Sorry, I don't just, know what else to say because it's just fascinating. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. It is, it is, it is. I mean, that's and that's the whole thing is all of these little stories all just start building up and you get all this amazing stuff that wraps it all, all together. Right, and the more examples, yeah. you know, and before we know it. Yeah, I mean, that article had said that AR has been available in some places. They've been doing experiments and things since the early 90s, but... So libraries, hey, we've had it here in Broward County Library since 2016. <laughs> we've been doing this. So and that brings oh, us to a really good segue to your stuff. <laughs> we're not doing surgery yet. Nobody's gonna let me have a surgery robot yet. Hey, if I can get away with it, I will do. I got my submarine. 
which is exactly what we need to be talking oh, about. Yeah. We've got summer learning coming, and Do you have done a big thing. We're going to have uh, the person who's in charge of BookFest uh, next week as our guest, so she can brag about all the things that are going to be happening at BookFest. But give us a quick overview of summer learning, Kimberly. Yeah, I think you have our website up. Um, I will throw that up for you right you now. Still look on our May magazine for a few more days. Bob's on the cover there if you hadn't seen it, holding our submarine drone. Um, and that was kind of a lead up because this summer is Oceans of Possibilities. So these printed uh, sheets are at, at all of our branches. We have summer break spot in the back, 14 locations giving free meals away. And then on the front is a you know, quick QR code to um, go right to this website here and to register. Uh, summer learning starts June 1st, runs through August 13th. You can register now. You could pre-register anytime in May. Anyone that registers and rolls in summer learning through our Beanstack app, which you can get here on our website, um, is going to be entered in to win some really great registration prizes, which we're going to do a big drawing at our Children's Book Fest, which Nancy will talk about. Um, it's on Saturday, June 4th at West Regional Implantation, and there'll be stilt walkers and food trucks and shows and everything Oceans of Possibility. You'll be able to sign up for summer challenges. And then registration prizes are some really great things like um, we have Museum of Discovery science tickets, Miami Aquarium tickets, Everglades holiday airboat ride tickets, some cool bags signed by Guy Harvey, um, some hey swag guys. from our friends at the Marine Environmental Education Center, the Meek Center. So, and yeah, all these things, I know Kimberly just threw out a whole bunch of stuff, and I, I want. <laughs> She's put all this together as weaving this whole thing. This is not like something that, oh, we, in March, we start coming up with an idea. Her team has been working on this since last October or earlier. I already um, started yeah. my, my uh, brainstorming document for 2023, <laughs> and we haven't <laughs> even started 2022 yet. Um, it's craziness. It's going to be a lot of fun. The theme is already for next year, so we've already kind yeah. of started kicking some things around. But yeah, Oceans of Possibilities. So there are two major parts. The reading rewards part, which is you get on Beanstack, and then the programs and events and classes. And those are happening at all of our branches in person and online. You and I are working on a really oh, we're going to do some fun Facebook things. We got some really series. cool online people live yeah. from the boat with Angari Foundation who does shark tagging. We're going to be live from their boat. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to do some one's, really cool things. I'm so excited about that one. And we're doing special a special um, collaboration with them for for some lucky teens that we work with this summer. And so, yeah, the first one. Don't give away everything yet. You got to pay attention. You got to come, come listen to us, folks. You got to come <laughs> see what we're doing and, and finding out. Um, and this is not just teens, not just kids. It's adults too. Uh, we're That's right. All of those things happening. And if you're in yeah. school right now, go you can register, your, you all can your school your... stuff works link it right there to beanstack and yeah, just link your, BC, your broward county public school beanstack account to your library account and yeah we have great reward packs um for reaching your goals and then tons of grand prizes for adults we're doing like a staycation grand prize um really good restaurant uh gift card get michael on here i gotta get michael on here one of these weeks and let him brag about what he's doing out there too yeah that would be, that would be great yeah. Lots of authors. We just flew through. We went way on past. I warned you guys at the beginning of this. We were going to go long because Kimberly and I can just talk about oh. this stuff forever. So Sorry. it's 4 no, I, I know. I know. 
it, we just keep on going. We've been wrapping up. We're going to wrap it up at about 23 minute mark here for us. So let me throw up our final slide here again. Thank you so much, Ms. Kimberly, for being here today. It's always fun to hang out and talk about this stuff. If you have a story you want to see featured, or if you have a library or a librarian you want me to feature on the show, creationstation at Broward.org comes right to us. Have a great weekend, everybody. Stay safe.